0: okay welcome back everybody i know i say this is uh, another big episode but this one i really mean it uh this is probably the biggest draw that i got probably since i've started doing the podcast uh, episode 125 and i talked to jonathan hunt the vocalist of chicago death metal band dead to fall They've been doing it since uh, early 2000, maybe even a little bit earlier than that, 99 maybe. We talk about that. We talk about how Jonathan becomes the uh, vocalist. After, I believe two other guys uh, kind of tried it, and uh, yeah, he just found his way into that situation and made its Made it work uh, ever since. Uh, I've been following them since the early 2000s. You know, I started off with a sampler CD that was given to me from the the Victory Street team. And uh, we talk about that even. It had Dead to Fall on there, Darkest Hour, and Atreyu. I don't know if anybody else remembers that. But that's kind of how I first heard about them. That's how uh, we used to do it back in the, the early 2000s to get the word out. So people would show up at other heavy metal uh, concerts and stuff and hand out flyers for other shows for you to come see and then hand out uh, CD samplers, you know, that Victory Records, a company that was here in Chicago. Uh, That's what they used to do. And then they would, uh, you know, give the kids passes to come to the shows and stuff like that. Yeah, so we talk about that. We talk about John swimming with the otters. (laughs) That was a funny little story. It was just awesome talking to this guy. I've been following Dead to Fall since, yeah, the early 2000s. Yeah, I was just a huge fan of the band and still am. Been to their last uh, two or three, you know, last shows that they said that uh, was going to be their last show. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah fun times with these guys uh it was it's always a uh, a party you know when you go and see them you you you're not leaving without uh, sweat on your forehead for sure <laughs> talk about the new stuff that they have been working on and that they came out with already uh they have three singles out now that are out on itunes and spotify uh yeah so you can download it from uh iTunes and, uh, just get it there and put them on and crank those jams on that. Let's, we actually talk about, you know, the vocals that he, uh, came up with, uh, for one of the new songs before I play that. And that was a pretty cool story on that one. It's always cool to, uh, actually get the story behind the songs, you know, before people kind of make it theirs. And we also kind of talk about that as well. Talk about the Furnace Fest that they uh, did, as well as the Bleeding Through tour that they just got done doing. And he even got to uh, mention that there might be some more uh, shows for the Dead to Fall guys. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Mm, what else we talk about? Oh, a little bit about the bears. We won't have to talk about that too much. <laughs> Yeah, the different lineups that that they kind of had and, uh, you know, what kind of caused the band to stop doing shows full time and, yeah, kind of what happened to all the members and what's going on with them now as well. You know, John does a lot of uh, traveling and stuff. I guess in his off time, you know, he's a school teacher, uh, which which is kind of weird to think that he is, but uh, he does do that. And, you know, on his off time, he does a lot of traveling to other countries and stuff. Uh, We talked about that, of course. Yeah, I just think it was a really good episode. You know, he had a lot to say about everything. And before I knew it, it was, you know way past the hour uh, mark that I like to kind of end it at. uh, We just kept going. So this is uh, a lot of information for you to hear. And, you know, there's also some little tidbits you might not know of the songs and the albums that they've done, but he kind of fills us in with some of that stuff too. So just really fun dude to talk to and get to know. And I was fanboying it out probably the whole time and uh, just trying to hold back that so that that didn't freak him out anyway i'd love to have him on again as well as some other members of the the victory records uh squad you know i'm reaching out to uh some people so let's see what happens with that and I could use, you know, you guys' help if you like this episode and you have uh, some, you know, head metalhead fans of, you know, music and wanting to just listen to, you know, some of their, uh, some of their people talk about, uh, music and stuff, then, uh, you know, send them over to my podcast and have them follow me and give it a listen. You know, I could use all the listeners, you know, I'm, uh, reaching out to some new people all the time myself, but I'm only one person, you know, I could use a, <laughs> I could use a victory street team. <laughs> I got some stuff in the works, uh, for the podcast as well. Gonna try to change it up a little bit. It's probably soon as this next episode, we'll be diving into some more, uh, Not so much uh, kind of the same questions, but just like random stuff, you know, about the the band and stuff and just kind of try to hang out with them more and not have it so much the interview style, but just kind of laid laid back talking with people. So uh, let me know what you think about that. But yeah, you know, as before, I'm going to let uh, John take away this one. Uh, this is episode 125. Uh, I hope to keep going. And uh, it's kind of up to you guys to uh, let me know that you're listening and, you know, spread the word. You know, uh, I got uh, some more bands coming on again. I just got done doing the Halloween episodes. They were kind of, you know, awesome to do that, to talk to people that work in that industry. and. Uh, I can, I'll continue to do that probably every uh, every Halloween, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, I don't have too much planned for, you know, like a Thanksgiving or Christmas episode. I don't even know how I could maybe tie that into uh, a podcast episode. I know they do kind of have like some uh, haunted houses that are uh, kind of turned into Christmas Krampus kind of style, um, haunts. So if, if you're still, uh, wanting to, you know, go outside and, uh, get your asses (laughs) scared off, uh, you could try to look at, uh, some local haunted houses around this area. Uh, there were some really good ones this year, Check them out during the Christmas season. I think uh some of them are going to, like I said, turn into the uh the Krampus uh kind of styled um haunts and such. So if you didn't get enough for Halloween, then maybe Christmas will be your thing. So and then we got uh, you know, New Year's coming up after that. Yeah, I'm going to be working on some new stuff for uh next year. Possible uh co-host, maybe uh you know, making uh, their way onto here to uh, talk to some of the guests, you know, towards the end of the episodes to ask them uh, some questions. Hopefully I have the YouTube version of this podcast up by then, because I'm really uh, trying to push that. And with the co-host, I think it'll be better if you see them rather than if you just hear them, because it won't make uh, too much sense unless you see what I'm talking about. But uh Okay, I'm going to send this one over to John. So, John, what do you got to say? What's
1: up? It's John. Hold on. you got to get the hair down. What's up? It's John Hunt from Dead to Fall, hanging with Monster, cranking the jams, doing the thing, eating peanuts, doing whatever we want. Hell yeah.
0: Welcome back. This is another episode of the Haney with Monster podcast, and I got a special guest today, Mr. Jonathan Hunt, the vocalist of Dead to Fall, from Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Fame. (laughs) Absolutely, man. I've uh, been going to his shows since uh, the early 2000s, and uh, been uh, kept kept seeing the band, probably every damn venue in Chicago that there is uh we've yeah. played
1: pretty much all of them at some point <laughs> one one time or another
0: yeah <laughs> i mean there's been uh, a few um uh what would you call them uh last dead to fall shows that uh, <laughs> yeah, uh we've had t- a few <laughs> yeah i've been ca- caught all them you know i've kept caught uh, a few sharks in the pit uh seeing yeah, you guys dude. uh hell yeah <laughs> it's always it's always a a a good show to to see you guys play i mean no matter who you play with or where you play at it's always uh yeah it gets thank you brother I appreciate everyone that. Leaves, leaves sweaty for sure
1: <laughs> I, I, everybody drinks a little too much moves uh, around yeah. a little bit too much but <laughs> has a good time you know like uh that, that's how we try to leave it try to bring <laughs> it as hard as we did when we were in our 20s
0: Oh fuck! (laughs) Can you remember them? (laughs) Some
1: of them, yes. Some of them, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I guess you weren't like I guess um, the original vocalist, but the uh, the original vocalist that I know because I never heard any of the like early demo stuff or anything like that. Right. Um, you know,
2: I mean, uh, yeah,
1: there was uh, there was two guys that sang in the band. It was a band called Disillusion
2: that okay. was around
1: uh in like 97 98 and uh, went to high school with me uh right. and then they uh brian who was in another band with me that i'd known for a long time joined that band they changed the name to dead to fall aaron and andy were the two singers uh andy left like they did a demo tape andy left like months later and then aaron joined the band called end this day i think in late late 99 mid 99 yeah. uh, and i joined the band in 1999 so i mean for all intents and purposes, everything except for that first demo, and then I think Aaron also did a demo. Um, but beyond that point, I've been on everything from there on.
0: Okay. Did you uh then uh did they have like the lyrics and stuff done for uh, the first album, or was it uh, all all your stuff? Or
1: yeah, yeah, the first album is is all me. Uh, okay. Well, it depends what you call the first album. We did a demo in uh, early two thousand that had it was a demo, but it had I think nine songs on it. Which could have been considered an album. Uh, and I re recorded so it was three songs I wrote, then I re recorded Destiny that Aaron had written, and then it was uh, five songs that his demo so it kind of slapped together. Um, but those those songs kind of, you know, fell off. Most I think memory is the only one from that demo that made it any further beyond that. Uh, we did a demo in two thousand one with Mike Hasty. Oh yeah. Five songs. He's the was the guitar player on all the Walter Jericho stuff, uh, for the first good chunk of that band. Uh, I think up until just moderately recently. Um, and then, uh, that was the demo that got assigned to victory. And so then the victory album was pieces of the first demo pieces of the second demo. And then I think we wrote like four or five more songs to do that first album. Everything I touch.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got introduced, uh, to you guys through the, uh, the victory metal mayhem, uh, sampler, uh, with you, uh, darkest hour and atreyu uh where yep. i was uh, that was to-
1: something victory was so good at man
0: yeah yeah those those were the days where you you know b- before internet before you know all that stuff it's like you had the uh what they call that the um uh the the team that would go out to to other shows yeah, and hand victory
1: out victory record street team man yeah the yeah, street yeah, yeah. Team. Street we run team. the streets <laughs> i think that was actually like a victory slogan at some point we run the streets yeah. <laughs> oh okay uh, yeah probably yeah they would like send out if you signed up to be a part of this team they would send you boxes of these demo cds and you were like supposed to go to shows and like pass yeah. them out yeah and you got yeah. like guest list spots for victory bands uh oh, and yeah. like got to like meet bands and stuff yeah uh, so i was a really really solid network and i you're not definitely not the only one i think a lot yeah. of people found out about us through those those <laughs> demo CDs. yeah
0: you know? for sure <laughs> yeah because i was like from there i was hooked hooked on you guys band and uh all of them bands actually darkest hour atreyu uh not so much yeah, uh dude. atreyu now because it's a new atreyu but uh <laughs> yeah I've, yeah i i
1: listened to some of that what's um with the with the drummer singing i've listened to a couple of them uh you know yeah. but, i mean they went into a very different direction for a while yeah, uh, I got yeah. I got an interesting Atreyu story actually, but like well,
0: we're here for stories.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so but it is a um, but hang on, I, I don't want to, but I you know I know their names. I think it's Brandon. Brandon is the drummer yeah. who's now singing, and Alex was the guy who left. Right. We did right. a tour with them in two thousand two, so their album yep, had just I was come there. out. <laughs> Our album had just come out. I think we did like five shows. We ended yeah. up playing Halloween in Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay. And we dressed as the super fans. And I just told Ditka jokes between every single song. Because oh, uh, like we were like, what are we going to do? We're going to wear fake mustaches and wear bear shirts. It's like yeah, not that much right. different than what we normally do. I wear a bear <laughs> shirt every show. you know.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but so then I'm on vacation in Europe in 2016. Uh, yeah. I'm in, where am I? I'm in Barcelona. Uh. I'm in Barcelona, Spain.
2: Yeah. And
1: I'm walking down the street and I'm like, that marquee says a tray you wanted that's crazy yeah. i know those guys i <laughs> toured with them like 15 years ago
2: yeah
1: and so i walk past the marquee i'm like that'd be crazy like i wonder if uh you know like ah, i'm on vacation i'm not trying to go to a show on vacation i'm only here for like three days you yeah. know like there's other things to do so i stop into like a little bar right around the corner we're having a drink having a little snack and brandon walks in oh, yeah. and i was like what's up dude and he goes what's up man and at first he's like okay that's a fan and then he's like wait a second and he recognizes
0: me wait i know you
1: right right and then he goes and gets alex alex comes over and they're just like what are you doing here they're like you gotta come to the show i was like dude i'm on vacation in barcelona i love you i'd love to see your show i'm sure it's good there's no way i'm giving up a night in barcelona just to go to a show though you know like i got way too many other things i'm trying to do while i'm here but yeah. it, it was like a just a random like they happened to walk into the bar that I was at around the corner after I saw the marquee over there. I was like, yeah, Who would have thought that works that way. But <laughs> they were still like really, um, you know, like the, even they've gotten enormous. Uh, yeah. we we're still quite like, you know, like humble in a certain sense, like of just like, let's hang out, like talking to me, mm-hmm. just chilling, not yeah. trying to be like, oh, yeah, you were in this band that toured with us 15 mm-hmm. years ago, but just like. <laughs> uh treat me like we were we were friends from back in the day you know like oh, a lot yeah. of times i think people get to a certain level of fame and kind of forget everybody yeah. they came up with you know yeah so yeah. I, yeah I got nice things to say about them um i'm sure yeah. there's some drama how how alex left uh i haven't yeah, really been sure. privy yeah. to understanding it um <laughs> i think he started a new band i listened to lambo posted something about a heavier band he's in and yeah. i wish i could retain the name of all these bands people are in but oh yeah i do there's think some... it's cool he's making heavy music
0: yeah Yeah, because he, uh, I think, became a tattoo artist uh, out in uh, California or something like that and uh, was doing that. And then probably, you know, just listening to music was like, oh, that 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 thing is itching again to to get out there and do it again. And (laughs) yeah, it's like, yeah, once you're a musician and you try to stop it and you're like, oh, why why did I stop it in the first place? Let me let me get back to it or let me let me try something
1: um, oh i mean that's that's all i've ever done my whole life is music in some <laughs> form or another you know like it's yeah. just sometimes i'm like doing it this so much because i have a classical side I, I studied french horn and um i have a music education degree so yeah, like yeah, there there is this classical side of things that i lean into and then i go back to metal and like it is a, a yin and a yang a little bit
2: <laughs> yeah but it's I always
1: mean, music man always music
0: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah um what else I was gonna talk about here? Uh,
1: I sidetracked you with that demo we were talking about. The uh, oh yeah, the... no, that's
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it did said here uh, that you were uh, or are an uh, e- educator. Uh, yep. are, are you like a, a teacher or of some yep. sorts? Or uh...
1: yeah, I teach. I actually teach elementary school general music.
0: Uh, oh really? Um, I've done
1: that for over a decade now. Hmm. Uh, I've done it in Florida, and now I teach out. I live in Madrid in Spain, so like oh, that's okay. what I do yeah, out yeah. here now. Um, It is an awesome job. I just jam with little kids all day. Uh, I have a very i think like a different persona than i do on stage necessarily yeah i was so gonna like say, a lot the of
0: cool teacher
1: <laughs> i mean every teacher thinks they're the cool teacher so who knows if you are um, but in some regards like i don't care if i am or not i just think i'm a good teacher right yeah, uh, yeah i'm trying right? um my main mission is trying to like not necessarily teach kids to learn how to read notes and to be able to play things but to be able to feel confident about creating oh uh, if okay they, if yeah. they're feeling like I am a creator. I, I do have a creative side and I, I feel yeah. confident enough to lean into it and to pursue it in whatever way um, yeah. it might manifest itself. Like creativity is something that I'm just trying to teach. So oh, I do that yeah. through music because that's my background. Um, my yeah. dad was a music professor. I'm actually a fourth okay. generation teacher. <clears oh. <clears <throat> so it's kind of in my blood. Um, oh yeah, but it yeah. it is like it's it's really great to see a, like take a really shy kid. You meet them in second grade, and by the time they're in fifth grade, they're up on stage doing their thing. Oh um, yeah. But like you're you know teaching kids to perform, teaching kids to to be creative, and and to look at music in a uh, not necessarily an analytical way. Per, per se, but to, to, analyze it and say like, Hey, I like this, or I don't like this. Yeah, or uh, yeah. per, like when we're playing pieces, I'm always asking the kids, like, do you want to play it faster? Do you want to play it slower? Should we change some of the notes out? Should we change the instruments around? Like oh, what yeah. are things we could do to make it more interesting? What, what do you guys want to do? Oh, um, and okay, letting them yeah. be in the driver's seat a little bit. Get their um, minds
0: going. And uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's less, it's
0: wake less up like that creative side. Boxes, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, in English class, math class, there's a, sometimes a right and a wrong answer and yeah. music it's like was that good i don't know yeah. what do you
0: think yeah you know? it's all how uh, someone perceives it you know <laughs> right 100 percent. there's,
1: there's yeah. a lot of people who think that certain styles of music is not even music and, and <laughs> that is a whole conversation in itself is what is art what is music uh, you know
0: oh yeah for sure yeah 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 how someone could put a, a price tag on it and you know say oh that is worth that much and like someone else looking at it, it's like oh that ain't worth anything yeah
1: <laughs> right 100 percent. i was having this conversation about uh with another teacher about art you know and like so yeah. you see like uh, in the art institute in chicago there's a big painting it's just got a dot right in the center and yeah. everyone's first thought is like i could have done that but the right. response is but you didn't uh, <laughs> yeah. you know like somebody yeah. did that first trying to push the lines of what is art and what isn't art so yeah i think those you know like music has that place too, where people do just straight drone stuff. People are doing mm-hmm. just, you know, feedback bands. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: yeah. I
1: personally might not find it listenable. I'm not going to spend money to go see it, but there's right. people out there that, that appreciate it. And yeah. uh, even if no one appreciates it, you're still making it. And right. that's there's something to be said about creating something when most people go their lives without creating anything,
2: uh,
0: you know, yeah.
1: they're just consumers. Yeah. Uh, they're not necessarily trying to create anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that, that's, that's my main philosophy of education is just trying to tell people like, it's not that hard. Just make art, let it yeah. be bad. Who cares? You know, <laughs> right? like just have fun making something and, and it's yours. Yeah. You know?
0: Make it different than anything that anybody else has uh, tried to do or, you know, make it your own. And <laughs> then, right. then then that'll be your style. No one else could, you know,
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and And it is just this feeling of like, you have your stamp on, like, I made that, you know, mm-hmm. like, it could be a uh, it could be a table and it's wobbly and it doesn't work but like yeah. you still made it you know <laughs> right uh, and that that's kind of that's a that's a beautiful thing
0: yeah even like uh i mean uh to bring up like one of your uh um, albums like when are you serious first came out it was like whoa, this is something different. (laughs) This is something I felt like (laughs) I was uh, tripping while I was listening to it. Like it it was totally a a head ride and and such, Uh, you know, when, when that first came out, every, I, And a lot of my friends were too, you know, at first they were like, I don't understand it, but you know, the more you listen to it and give it a chance is like, damn, this is really fucking good. So
1: (laughs) I wish we would have, um, you know, in hindsight, like we had so much band drama at that point, like we broke up, the band broke up three days after that album came out.
2: So we never
1: really got to like present it the way we, we wanted to present it Uh Um, the way that the experience we were having, making it. But there was this you could feel if you read the lyrics and you kind of feel the way that we were making that album, there was like a give up part of it. Like we were just we were just sick of doing this thing and not making any money doing it and like out there just struggling, trying to get a tour. Yeah. Um, at, at that point in the game um, a lot of managers and a lot of booking agents weren't working with Victory because of uh, bridges that had been burned outside of how what we were doing on the business side of things oh, but so it was affecting us on it. the business <laughs> yeah yeah we ended up getting you know not necessarily blacklisted but it was like yeah. it was difficult right, uh, to work right. on things and for the majority of the band um, actually the entirety of the band I I was as much of a manager as we had um, yeah. and so it wasn't like you know, like the deals that were made, I don't even know how they're made, like how that sausage is made. Like, you take this mm. band out, we'll take that band out and tit for yeah. tat. And like, yeah. I know yeah. this guy who knows that guy. And the <laughs> people who aren't musicians are making those kinds of deals, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> the, the people who
1: are uh, not to say like management is important and, and having somebody who knows how to run that stuff. But we uh, the long story I'm, ma- I'm telling here is that we were just fried out. So yeah. we had this thing, anytime something would happen to us, we'd go like, are you serious? Oh, like, yeah. it was just like an inside joke. Like we'd go like, are you serious? And go like, you'd like, just say like a ridiculous voice.
0: And um, after so many times of doing that. <laughs>
1: yeah, and so we're like, fuck it. Let's name the album, Are You Serious? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some, like, I mean, you know, Major Ragers on there, which is basically, we were like, let's just write Chump Fiesta again uh, with different lyrics. Which, yeah. And um. so that's why I say that in in the beginning of the song. Yeah, um, yeah. and like it's <laughs> like we're blatantly just saying it but there was also this uh creative piece logan who was playing guitar at the time was really just getting into pedals and yeah um that was the first album we actually had a producer mike Schleibaum okay. like helped us we went into a barn before yeah. we recorded it and like sat in that barn for five days four days just yeah. going through the songs and rewriting them and just yeah. flushing them out and getting them ready and yeah. then went into the studio and then like we're able to be like hey let's try this idea here let's try oh. that idea here we had time to yeah. pursue those things yeah um, we yeah. got to record at salad days in baltimore which is like mm. a phenomenal studio brian mctiernan um yeah. it, it's his studio and he helped uh produce the vocals that was the best vocals i think i ever recorded are on that album
2: okay, because yeah. i actually
1: had uh-huh. time to record them you know
2: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but it is uh it is a weird album, and There's some weird songs on there.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: just uh, the the uh, yeah the the tones and stuff like that, and the the weird sounds that kind of come in and and such. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, like I was uh, that song, the future. We had somebody come in and uh, play theremin on it. We're like, what's uh, the most futuristic instrument there is? It's like uh, yeah. I don't know if you know what a theremin is, but like yeah. it's like Moog makes one, but it's uh, it's made by it's like electrical instrument that runs off of the electricity with your body and the interaction between the instrument and that. So oh, okay. there's a bar here and a bar here, and when you like move your hands like this and like adjust yeah, yeah, yeah. them, you can change the pitch. Okay, uh, I saw this, yeah. I saw the ska band uh, Fishbone play one in in the in the Warp Tour when I was in like eighth grade, and oh. I was like fascinated by this instrument ever since. Um, <laughs> but you hear it at, like 60s sci-fi shows all the time.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> right? yeah. Um, yeah. So we
1: had like a theremin player come in, and like we, it, it, there was just it was a chance for us to play with the music a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but I think we did turn off some like fans that were with us from the very beginning, no. uh, such as mm. yourself, you know, like at, at that point in your musical career trajectory, mm. I think we went too far down that line. Mm. And I think yeah. a lot of people were just in that same boat you were in of like, <laughs> uh, I, it's cool, but like, I don't <laughs> I don't really understand what they're doing or I don't get it.
0: You know? <laughs> well, well, I uh, gave it a chance. Yeah. Well, you know, just that first listen, you know, you're, you're really not knowing what to expect. And then you hear that and then you're like, Oh, okay. These guys are trying something different. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I still got into it and such, but it took uh yeah, a few listens. <laughs>
1: there's, there's some thrashers on there too. as yeah. there's, there's oh, like, yeah. close to a ballad as we ever did. I think is Loch Ness. Um, okay
0: yeah uh
1: that there there was so much drama in the band too though like sometimes i some of those tracks i can't even listen to because the lyrics have to do like it was very like um uh autobiographical like writing about the drama that we were dealing with between each other and i was putting that onto the page chad wrote some lyrics that had to do with drama between him and logan that i ended up singing it and made me uncomfortable uh so there's (laughs) some like there's some weird tensions on that album but uh, i think that's like that's a natural thing that's like putting it out there you know like yeah. it's not trying to, to write something that we weren't um right. it was putting out who we were at that that point in time it's exactly what that album was
0: you know uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: but th- that's yeah. kind of one of the reasons we don't really play it and oh, we don't play oh. anything off of it right now
0: um yeah.
1: we might start playing major rager at some point but mm. nobody except for me and tim uh is in the band now that was on that album so yeah. it is a little bit, you
0: know... Yeah, uh, I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> I think uh, if we're going to play one-off there, it's Major Radio. That's the one that people want to hear.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I follow your Instagram. Uh, and uh, um, it seems like you're out there every, every other day. Just another adventure. You even put on here, you're an adventurer. <laughs> it just seems like given the chance, uh, give me a backpack and a, a jug of water and I'm out there. I'm out,
1: I'm <laughs> out there, man. That, that's, uh, living here. Uh, the transportation <laughs> systems are phenomenal. So every Saturday yeah. I didn't go today cause I went on a long adventure last weekend for four days. So okay. this weekend, I was like kind of just chilling, but most Saturdays I try to get out of town and, and go hike a mountain or when uh-huh. the weather's nice and like go, go see something. The weather is nice here all the time. Almost. Um, yeah. it was rainy, uh, yesterday, and it was a little bit getting cooler now, but it's uh winter is not as bad here as it is Chicago. Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, uh, I stay in Costa Rica when I'm off, off break here. Cause that's where my partner lives. So I end okay. up going to Costa Rica a lot and that's, that's adventure land, man. There's so oh, much yeah. to do down there adventuring, <laughs> uh, but I'm an outdoor kind of dude, you know? Yeah.
0: Did, did you start doing that? Like while you were on like tours and stuff and
1: uh, honestly,
0: whatever. no, like no? I, I
1: did some camping, a little bit with like some friends uh, and a yeah. couple times with my dad growing up. Um, I yeah. always kind of admired it and looked at it. Uh, right. but there was this, a friend of mine. So I lived in Florida for 10 years. That's where I right. was in school and where I got my uh, degree. And then that's where I started teaching. Okay. I worked at this German restaurant called Mr. Dunderbox. Shout out Mr. Dunderbox. If you're ever <laughs> in Tampa, Florida, go to Mr. Dunderbox. It's oh, freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my homie Brett that, that, uh, worked there with me, he was all about this outdoor stuff. So he invited me to go out on uh, the Florida trail, Uh which the Florida trail goes from Miami all the way up through Florida. And then over the, to the panhandle to Southern Alabama part of Florida. Right. Uh, Uh, It's really, it's like a, it's a long, long trail. Yeah. There's a chunk of it through the green swamp that was accessible near Tampa. So he invited me out for this. And I was like, yeah, I've I've gone camping before and like we've done like car camping, right? Where you load up uh, yeah. all the beer and all the stuff in the car and
2: yeah. And yeah. but
1: this was like you gotta carry everything with you for three days oh, out shit. through the swamps. <laughs> uh and ever th- when I did that, I was like, I never went back to car camping again. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is it for me, man. Like all that matters is keeping yourself alive. You have yeah. enough food to last you those three days. You're gonna you're gonna get to camp, you're gonna set up, you're gonna like up, sleep in your tent pack yeah. it back up, pack everything yeah. out, put it back in your pack and keep walking. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I've, since then now, uh, he really got me hooked on it. Uh, shout out Brett. And yeah. then, uh, uh, did chunks of the Appalachian trail a couple times. Oh, um,
2: okay.
1: I've always loved mountains because I lived in Florida and I lived in Illinois. So I never yeah. was grew up around mountains.
0: Yeah. So anytime yeah. I was
1: in Colorado, I wanted to climb mountains, but tour uh, yeah. tours hard to like do any adventuring because like, honestly yeah. you get into town and like, two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, if you're lucky and you right. actually left on time, you <laughs> check into the venue. Maybe you sound check. Yeah. Then it's like you got two hours for dinner and then the show yeah. starts. And yeah. then the show's over and it's like 6 a.m. You're back in the van. You're driving to the next city. Yeah. So there's not really a lot like i've seen the world touring but right. it was always just like the inside of a venue
0: most of the time you know <laughs> the restaurants around the venue and stuff. right
1: right yeah
0: like first time
1: i went to paris uh, i wanted to see the eiffel tower but i didn't have time to go up so we just yeah. went down to the base of it and looked at it and then like went back
0: <laughs> you know yeah that was
1: with that was with darkest hour like, yeah. like uh, we were talking about earlier yeah. um i i remember that show because i got off the bus all hung over and uh, Paul was playing bass at that time. He, uh, I was like, uh, I felt like bad guy the last one off the bus. I was like, dude, all right, I'm sorry, I gotta help load in because we're all sharing gear. I gotta help load in, and he's like, oh, that's no, so cool, man. We're waiting for the venue to get here.
2: I'm uh, like, what? Is he
1: trolling me? Like, what? What do you mean we're waiting for the venue to get here? Like, I'm late. I slept. I slept through all this. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we're waiting for the venue to get here. I'm like, what mm. the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, what do you mean we're waiting for the venue to get here? And then the boat pulls up. This like party boat. Oh, and it's shit. like, we load onto the party boat and every we played on a fucking boat. And it was oh. like on that. Like it was rad, dude. <laughs> Only time I ever played on a boat.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm Fiesta.
1: <laughs> right. Legitimately. Yeah.
0: yeah I also uh, wrote down here uh, to bring up uh swimming with uh, otters. <laughs> yeah dude have you done uh, that so, then <laughs> y- yes or, or i have I got not intentionally but
1: <laughs> not intentionally i got chased by one bro <laughs> yeah. uh, so me and my homie brandon who sang in the band carnivale uh you may have seen them uh in chicago a few times oh, he lives yeah. out in in the bay area uh in oakland but okay. we went up to the lost coast which is like northern california like up up in Humboldt county And uh, we were just doing a river bath like he has a van. So we like doing this like bromance vacation. We like it was awesome We watched sunsets together. We went (laughs) surfing. We just had like a legit bromance. It was amazing. Um, But I went out and stayed with him for like a week. We did this thing. I think it was for his birthday. But we're taking this like a regular old river bath. I got the Bronner soap, the like natural soap. I'm washing myself and I dive in to rinse off. He dives in first. Yeah. and we see these otters swim by and i'm like oh that's that's so cool and then i'm like film me when i jump in man i want to get me like diving into the water so he's filming me and as he films i come up and he's like get out of the water dude she's coming for you and apparently like right when i right as i was diving in the baby otter it was a mom and a baby and the baby otter had gotten into the water oh, okay. and right when i dove in the mom like beelined at me because she thought I was coming for the baby like I was a predator you know (laughs)
0: Uh, and
1: it comes like within a couple feet of me Oh, uh, so you probably saw it on my Instagram, but like I yep, posted that yep. video of it of me getting chased by an otter, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know otters were like vicious like that. But I'm sure yeah. she would have bit me if I not got out of the water fast. Oh, yeah, I never, yeah. I don't think it's the fastest I ever swam, <laughs> just right out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, like
1: cartoon style,
0: you know, like the yeah. water's like spinning on me. top of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many times do you get uh, have to hear that with it with the... Ha, <laughs> (laughs) uh
1: i i work i got a couple people call me jesus when i have the hair down (laughs) Uh, but i did win you know like we have you have those like i don't know if your work does these but they do like awards at the end of the school year in a lot of schools so i did last year win best hair so i'm gonna gonna just (laughs) flaunt that a little bit you know like 2023 (laughs) champion (laughs) there you go (laughs) i'm gonna rock it while i can like i'm 42 i just i'm counting the days at any given point it's just gonna go
0: right so like i'm gonna
1: keep it long while i can it's just too much fun to headbang you
0: know, hell <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep it metal.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's the it's literally the rest of the time it's a pain in the ass,
0: yeah.
2: Like, it's just oh, like yeah. in the
1: way. Uh, if I if I'm playing guitar, it's like in the oh, way, like, yeah. it's, it's just like I put it in braids a lot of the time too, just mm. to get it out of the way. Uh, when I'm doing <laughs> yeah. yoga or something else, <laughs> I
0: but, always wonder that know? with like uh, because yeah, that's kind of a staple for heavy metal bands and stuff, like, they all have long hair. I always wondered if they get it tangled up, uh, you know, playing guitar or playing bass or whatever. Yeah, you, got, you, know, like, you gotta, uh, you gotta
1: perfect that, like the pick flick. So you're yeah. picking and then you can like flick your hair back <laughs> yeah, while you're picking, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe that's I'm, where is. I'm that, the only
1: long hair dude in dead to fall right now. So like <laughs>
0: there, uh, that's where yeah, the, that's... The, the man bun started maybe or something or <laughs> probably dude although i couldn't see anybody in metallica
1: rocking a man bun you know oh,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did the
1: mullet though you remember yeah. that in the 90s they didn't yeah. go straight to cutting their hair off they like for a yeah. couple years were, had mullets oh and they, yeah. they were like they made the mullet like metal they were like the <laughs> metal mullet band you know yeah. <laughs> mainstream mullet metal
0: yeah. That yeah. was like towards the, uh, the black album, like, like right after that, maybe.
1: <laughs> right, right. Right around that, right around that era.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I know you guys, uh, came up with, uh, three, uh, new songs. Um, is there uh plans for, uh, more to, to come with that or uh... there's
1: always plans, man. Uh, but it took us years to get these three done. Yeah, Um, yeah. just because of like, there was uh covid really hit us with a lull too but we started playing again in 2016 and i think we wrote eight songs we threw away that were just like us relearning how to write music together and doing it long distance because it was always in a practice space before
2: Um, and so
1: these three when tim came back into the fold started playing drums with us again so now the band is anton brian and justin yeah. uh anton and justin were on the first two records brian was on the first record tim was on the third and the fourth record and then i was on all four records <laughs>
0: yeah so to look at have... you to look at the wikipedia with all the previous uh members oh, and stuff it's like dude, it's I like a, a lineup sharp. for a football team or something
1: <laughs> uh, but it, it is nice we got like a good representation of people that were involved in all the big historical parts of the band now
2: yeah. Um, so yeah. when Tim
1: came back in, we, he was able to help us finish these three songs and really get them going. We did one song in 2020. So we have like four that we've done. Um, I think we have four that are in the works right now, but like, oh, they're okay. all in various, like, I would say none of them are even close to being done, but they're okay. all like in yeah. process. And we're kind of just like dabbling with all different kinds of pieces. Yeah. Um, we don't have a label. We're doing yeah. pretty much everything on our own right now. Okay. Yeah. uh so it is kind of like we just dropped those songs we were playing furnace fest and so we just started yeah. like, our goal was let's put out three songs the three weeks before furnace fest and just okay. remind people we exist you know yeah, uh, yeah, yeah at some point we'd like to get to be rocking with the label again but it's hard for a label to, to work with a band that only plays like three shows a year it's just like it's not uh worth their investment sometimes but like there's somebody out there that will want to help put out a physical uh, release for us at some point. Um, we're in talks with a couple of people maybe to put those three or four songs out on a seven inch. Um, we might save them and put out a full album at some point and re-record those songs. Um, but it is also like Anton lives in the Northwest suburbs. Brian lives in Chicago proper. Tim is in Minneapolis. Uh, Justin lives in Atlanta and i live in madrid so like it, <laughs> it is and everybody's got kids except for me everybody's got full-time jobs so we kind of just say like when it gets done it gets done we don't want to have that pressure of like uh you have to get this done by this deadline like it's just you know sometimes the deadline does help though
0: <laughs> and just the way that music is even done like anymore you know uh, i don't know uh A lot of people are a lot of bands and stuff are just putting out, you know, singles and stuff, you know, the, and then, you know, eventually it becomes an album and then they put that out, uh, you know.
1: Right. Dude. I love what the, uh, the Acacia String did a couple of years ago. That that's a thing that like the way they, I was like, dude, that's a great idea. They did that decay um, EP and they put out a song that was D a song that was E a song that was C they did one a month, I think, or one every couple of weeks. And okay. everybody's like, what are they spelling? What are they spelling? And the album cover was like this nature scene that just decayed more and more and more for each version of the painting. And uh-huh. so by the time they were done, okay, it's oh, it decayed. And then they put out the full version of that as an album. Oh, so it, yeah,
0: uh,
1: yeah. It, it like piqued my interest. I mean, I love Acacia Strain, a heavy-ass band. And then like, I just love that. Like they were like, let's just get it fresh. And so it's popping up in your Spotify release radar. It's popping right. up on right. your, you know, like wherever you're getting new music. It's popping up on your YouTube. 'Cause it's coming out over an extended period of time.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. You
1: know, I think it's smart because people's attention span is like oh. you put out an album and people forget about it two weeks later <laughs> because there's so much music now. Yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's really weird to uh kind of grow up and you know, you would get that album and you would listen to all the songs on the album and and such. And now people are just uh downloading there's songs you know one song at a time or two songs at a time or you know their their favorites i guess or whatever all
1: right this is a question i always ask people is uh what is the cd that was like stuck in your cd player when you first started driving the one uh, that you know because it would just never never like got out of your cd player
0: oh man uh well at that time i was in high school uh it was probably it was towards like Lollapalooza years you know when uh yeah. grunge, grunge was like a big thing and stuff so it was either uh sound garden which was my first uh concert i ever got to see uh sound garden yeah, at the That's aragon ball aragon ballroom with tad <laughs> nice uh, it was when uh their uh what was the album supernatural i think it was called or uh, the one with yeah, spoon man yeah. on it <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah sick, so it, It was either that one or uh, maybe even Nirvana. I used to listen to Nirvana all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Nirvana's like, that's pretty much what got me into heavy music was like the the distorted tone on Nirvana was like the beginning of like my like, oh, I love this,
0: you know, for sure. Or, uh, that one or, uh, Rollins band.
1: <laughs> cause I'm
0: a liar! Uh, Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. In the video with these, he's just wearing the short shorts. And he's yeah, just yeah. super jacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had no idea who Black Flag was. That was my first experience with Rollins. That, that was at that point on MTV.
0: Yeah. I got Seen to see video. their, their final show. I was, uh, stationed, uh, cause I was in the army after high school. Got to see, uh, I was stationed in Virginia. And we were near DC. So I got to see uh the Rollins band's very last show at the nine thirty club in Washington, DC. Uh famous kind of... club, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that was no, awesome. No, that's
1: that's a that's like uh you gotta take that opportunity if you're close enough huh. to be able to see something like that. Yeah. Like how many times do you like do you go to a show and you're like, Oh, I wish I would have just not gone to that show. Like oh. very rarely. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and most of the time you're like, I should have gone to that show.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah. like oh. I had
1: tickets to see that, uh, that, uh, every last every time I die show, the one oh, that ended up being yeah. their last show, like oh, to, to, the, wow. to the Christmas or whatever they were called that Christmas show. Yeah. I bought yeah. a ticket. Cause all right. So Scott Bogle is posting on Instagram from Buffalo. Yeah. This show is coming up. They're about to announce the lineup. I'm like buried alive is playing this show. I know oh. buried alive is playing this show. Like I'm going <laughs> to buy a ticket and I'm going to go see buried alive. And then they announced lineup and then buried alive is not on the show. Oh. So I'm just like,
2: <laughs> what? whatever.
1: I'll, I'm going to go visit my brother. I'm going to sell the ticket. My buddy's going to go. And then poison the well drops off because somebody gets COVID and oh, I man. go to visit my brother and fucking buried alive takes poison the well spot. And so, <laughs> my buddy uh jeff that went to this he sent me a video buried alive playing but that ended up being every time i had his last show because they got in a huge fight and broke up right after that
0: yeah so, that was nuts yeah
1: i'm bummed i didn't get to see that but shout out those dudes they're still doing uh you know they're two different bands they're doing now it's gonna be yeah. cool to check out different styles of stuff i'm glad they're still out there doing their thing
0: yeah yeah for sure i just uh yeah started getting into uh um what, what is uh I can't think what what they split up into, but uh, there was one of them I started listening to. um, The one that the, the vocalist does.
1: Yeah, they just put out that song a couple weeks ago, and I can't retain the name of it right now either, yeah. man. This is just the oldness leaking in. Yeah. So I got these gray hairs, and everyone <laughs> gray so, hairs is a dead there's
2: brain There's so cell. many That's bands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so many bands and so many doing this and doing that and side well, projects and this and guest yep. vocals on this. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> and everybody's coming back. Like, all these old bands are, like, coming back. You know, like, things that were big in the early 2000s, I think people are just, like, after COVID, I think a lot of people got into, like, what matters to me? Uh-huh. what like Where yeah. did i feel the best in my life and it was like going to shows or playing this music and i want to bring that that part of my that feeling back a little bit that's why something like furnace fest is doing as well as it does you know like, oh
0: yeah uh-huh. have
1: you gone down to that fest yet
0: uh yeah 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 for sure that was a good one yeah uh,
1: i'm gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to play again this year we'll see 2024 oh, yeah. is the uh you know I might as well bring this up in the interview now dude the first uh, time i am to anybody but it is the 20th anniversary of Villainy and Virtue. So we're going to do, we're going to try to do a handful of Villainy and Virtue uh, shows. So I can't say what fests they're going to be, but you know, a couple fests, definitely a show in Chicago at some point. I got feelers out to like lots of old homie bands and being like, (laughs) they're all starting to do stuff. And I'm like, yo, we got to do something in Chicago with this. So (laughs) we'll probably do an album playthrough at some point, but a bunch of throwback kind of sets. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we're looking to, uh, we're in the process of working out, putting
0: out a vinyl re-release of it. Oh, nice! Hell yeah! yeah. Everyone, check that out for sure. Uh yeah. What was I can? You heard mm-hmm. it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of doing uh, um, uh, fest and uh venues and stuff. Uh, I guess uh because you probably have played like all the Chicago venues. I'm sure. Uh, is there like a, a favorite that uh you you loved uh, playing? I mean,
1: Reggie's is like that's like our home base now. Like uh, Shane, who does Empire, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I we love doing shows with him. Uh, Cobra Lounge is always fun. Uh, the I I but I can't get over the like nostalgia of the feeling of playing the Fireside Bowl.
2: That oh, was just yeah, like yeah. you know yeah. that
1: was um, I came up going to shows there. Uh-huh. Uh we actually our cd release show of the first record we got to play with rise against at the fireside oh uh, okay it like was yeah. 500 people which at that point was a massive show oh, and yeah. I, I saw i saw rise against uh, headline riot fest like a couple like years ago and i'm just like so crazy like I, we played a show with you guys for 500 i also saw taking back sunday fallout boy at the fireside bowl for 75 people were there like at that Uh one yeah (laughs) you know but that that venue wasn't necessarily that great sounding the Uh layout wasn't particularly all that great (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah it just was where i came up going to shows that that and the nights of columbus in in arlington heights
0: yeah i was Um, gonna uh, tell you i was actually in a a band that got to play with you guys for that show uh it was like a, a fest a death metal fest or something like that uh probably one of the last ones that uh that the arlington uh the nights was it nights of columbus uh, nights of columbus yeah and that's yeah.
1: where uh that's where shane got his start and does empire productions okay. like he, yeah. he did a lot of the shows there he played in roundhouse and um synecrosis he plays guitar in the killer um but you know good friend of ours Uh, he was the one in Chicago and I remember like it was hard for us to break into the hardcore shows in Chicago and the metal scene in Chicago at that time was like pure metal like it was just like we were either too metal for the hardcore shows or too hardcore for the metal shows Um, (laughs) and yeah there
0: was like so many bands like kind of coming up, uh, like right in that that thing you know where they didn't fit in here but didn't fit in there it's like what do you do you know and even like some bands kind of you know like hate breed you know they went from you know the straight hardcore kind of thing and then they're opening for slayer and you know so now they're metal and it's so other well I mean you know like
1: they're just they kind of are slayer like the parts yeah. like aren't they're they're slayer breakdowns really a lot of the times you know like um but yeah yeah hate breed uh doing Ozfest was like the biggest that was when hardcore like took off I remember that but Shane put us on a show in uh with Arch Enemy. Okay. It and in this day, he had us on a show with Arch Enemy, and like he put us on like he would do shows and put us on stuff, and kind of believed in our band. Uh, we did a show with him uh, that was at the Cubby Bear.
2: Oh, yeah, I think we're wow. like the
1: only one of the ever heavy shows. I was actually talking to the Hugh Corrupts guys about this show it's oh, Kung Fu Rick which oh, is the band before corrupts. Hugh Corrupt oh wow yeah yeah uh, Hugh Corrupts uh, was Kung Fu Rick before they were Hugh Corrupts, or some of the guys were and so they yeah. played that we played that Seven Angels Seven Plagues played that in oh, Living Sacrifice wow. headline Yeah. Um, it was in oh. February and it was there was a blizzard outside and there was hardly anyone there but it was oh, like shit. one of the only heavy shows at, yeah. at, uh, at the Cubby Bear
0: oh wow yeah I wonder if that was that uh, blizzard when did that happen it was like uh, there was like cars stuck on Lakeshore Drive. Like you you couldn't couldn't get anywhere. Like people just left their cars there. And doesn't
1: that happen like every three years in <laughs> yeah, Chicago? It seems
0: <laughs> like it. Yeah. yeah. Snowmageddon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one, yeah, it was I, weird. Been... It was like it was like raining and lightning and snowing all at the same time, and like Ooh, no one could like get man. anywhere. Like even the yeah. tow trucks were like. We're, we're not even trying. So, so don't go yeah, on the roads. <laughs> when
1: I first moved to Chicago from Florida, there oh, it, would, wow. it would have been 94. Maybe yeah. there was one that it got down to like negative 40, negative 30, something with the wind chill. Like the, the yeah. temperature was in the negative 20s. It was so cold that the school buses couldn't run. And uh. so like, You know, like the water mains froze in the school and like we just didn't have school because it was too cold. And I was like, what? Why did we move here? Why do we live here? This is awful. I had a newspaper route. I had to I still had to deliver the newspaper. and I was like, I'm going to die. The news says if I don't cover my nose, I'm going to lose my nose. Like, you know, I'm like this like 12-year-old kid just be like, what?
0: why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. And you went from Florida to Chicago. <laughs> like, like <you> yes, couldn't <laughs> Yeah. Then
1: That's... I moved to Minneapolis for one winter and I got oh, the wow. hell out. I moved to Florida <laughs> immediately again after
0: yeah. that. Then I spent
1: another 10 years in Florida.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. That would yeah. That's even worse going up North more. <laughs> Dude, Minneapolis.
1: I mean, there was like 30 days it didn't go above zero degrees Fahrenheit. And oh, I was man. like, this, this, this is miserable. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean, know how human beings, like, why, first of all, why any <laughs> human beings are up here and like how they're even up here. That's like, like I mean, Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wisconsin at least is like, you know, like there's nature. Uh, but like, have you been to Minneapolis? If you are, if you're there in the summer, you don't notice this necessarily, but they have, they have walkways between the buildings and downtown. So you don't have to go outside to get between the buildings when you're downtown.
0: Oh, okay. Like There's yeah. Skyway
1: that is like connects all these buildings down there. Cause it's that cold.
0: It's ridiculous. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to get out there uh, sometime, but the winter time definitely isn't the time I'm trying to go there. <laughs>
1: Dude, this, the summer in Minneapolis is, is really beautiful. Lake Calhoun, yeah. uh, just Minneapolis in general. Like it's, it's a really beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, I like the art scene and the music scene in Minneapolis because it's one of the only major cities in the country that's like five to six hours away from another major city. Like uh-huh. Seattle has Portland, that's pretty close together, yeah. but that like drive that can be sometimes seven eight hours between Minneapolis and Milwaukee. There's yeah. nothing by Minneapolis, so like yeah. pre internet, the music uh-huh. scene up there, the art scene up there was really self contained. Oh, and okay. so like, I don't know, yeah. Rhymesayers is a is a, le- a rap label out of Minneapolis that does like just did things differently. Um, you know, that there were bands from up there, uh, that were just doing things in a different way. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, Harvest was the big one that I always loved. That we went up there to the the last Harvest show. That was a sick one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to get out there and, uh, go check out the, uh, the Prince, uh, area, you know, his, his, his studio and, and all, and, you know, that, uh, little tour they give and stuff out there. And, you know, I think they have like some, the, the house he, he had or grew up in or whatever that he bought from the movie and stuff. And yeah, to see all that, that would be kind of cool. But, uh, I haven't got out there. That's, uh, that's on my uh, map of of places to go check out Minneapolis. Dude,
1: and, isn't the map like ridiculous? Like the yeah. more people I meet, the more <laughs> things and I travel a lot, do a lot yeah. of things, but this just <laughs> a list of things I want to see in the world just never ends.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know? What do you, uh, like, uh, search out for? Like when you go to, uh, um check out like a new area is there like a certain uh you know um uh vein that that kind of draws you to it or just because you haven't been you you just want to go check it out or
1: i mean i i like to spend four to five days in a city and i like to spend one of those days being bored and having no agenda and like either staying at the airbnb or the hostel or like Mm -hmm. the hotel and yeah. like kind of just like wandering around to see what I can find. Randomly. You know, like Atlas, <laughs> Atlas Obscura is a good website to just like find some some different things that might be like uh, interesting places to see. Um, oh, okay. Everybody cool. wants to find the local food. Everybody wants yeah. to find the place that isn't too touristic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that regards, everything becomes touristic because all the tourists want to go to the place that isn't touristic. So oh, it's okay. just, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: but I I avoid Kumas, uh, <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like whatever the whatever the list is. Yeah. Um, right. You know, but the I, I do like just sometimes not even having a plan and just rolling into town and just seeing what happens. You know, like meeting people and talking to people, finding out where there is to go. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes just I mean Google Maps. Here's my Google Maps settings. I set for five stars and one dollar sign. And it's like use that as the default and then like look for restaurants that are around you, uh, that look interesting, you know, and try to find some good food.
0: Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause everybody loves to eat, you know? Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so is there any, uh, any, uh, great spots that you found, uh, while, while touring w- with the band that is like, oh wow.
1: <laughs> so like, our, to be honest, our touring career ended in 2008. So like yeah. <laughs> whatever I may have found, like probably doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Um,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, as, as far as like a food spot, but like, uh, in, uh, the explorative stuff, um, if I can, I always try to find like a taco truck if I can. And my taco truck test is mm. to order a lengua taco, order one lengua taco. And if the lengua is cooked and prepared correctly, and like it has flavor and it's not tough, then everything is going to be good on the menu. You can get more stuff.
2: Okay, so like, yeah.
1: I, I do have like a taco truck, little mini hack for myself because I like, <laughs> um, but there, it they, depends where you are, you know? And, yeah. like, and I think the best bet is to, to meet somebody or know somebody and have them take you where they want to go. You know, like uh-huh. cause things, restaurants change, even the place that was good five years ago could suck balls now, you know, like, yeah, you don't yeah. know, yeah. places change a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Like there was a spot in Tampa I loved, but called the taco truck, uh, uh, yeah, the uh taco truck that was just called the taco bus and it was like a bus that they built a building behind it because they needed to expand the kitchen and then they got rid of the bus and it's just the building now but the building is still called taco bus but they sold it and like people who took it over totally ruined it so like when i first went there it was just a bus and now you go there and it's a freaking building called taco bus and it's owned by different people and the menu's not the same and it's like it's not as good
0: Uh, yeah so so like those things change you know yeah for sure (laughs) yeah i just wonder about you man uh, uh, yeah, I, I hit up, uh, I've been getting into the, um, the, the hot chicken sandwiches, uh, spots and trying to search them out. Uh, there's, a a few out in Naperville. There's a few out in uh, Chicago. They used to have, uh, uh, I don't know if it's still there. It was, uh, honey chicken, I think, or something, uh, uh, in the North side there. Um, yeah, that was a good spot. Um. Yeah, because my yeah, sister. Have lives you ever in met
1: Chicago. the dude? Have you ever met the dude Dave Kleeneberg? He was uh, the singer of the Og the Ox King from Chicago. Uh, he works at Reggie's. He's, he's a giant dude. kind of talks like this. Oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's humongous. He, he's just a really tall guy. But yeah. this dude will tell you the best place to get uh, a sausage and the best yeah. place to get like a hot chicken sandwich. Any of yeah. those types of like food that's bad for you, he yeah. knows all the spots. <laughs> he's my default dude. Yeah. shout out big dave
0: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> david k
1: david k industries incorporated
0: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah something about the the hot chicken huh? Oh, man it's just... right,
1: so do you go all the way hot like to uh, the extreme end or do no, you go, like, no, me,
0: like... no 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 just uh whatever they consider a, a hot chicken a regular hot yeah. chicken or something yeah yeah i
1: can't i can't i like it all right so i like it when you're gonna get a little bit of a runny nose You're going to sweat just a tiny bit. Maybe you sneeze a couple times. You're starting to get a little uncomfortable. You feel the heat in your stomach. That's the edge for me. I'm not going any farther than that. That's where I want to be. Cause I feel like from there, I can always come back. There's this (laughs) line I'm just not able to cross because I'm afraid that I'm just going to live in spicy town forever. Like I'm just (laughs) not going to be able to take it, you know?
0: Yeah, why would you wanna ruin your eating experience, you know, to, just doing that to yourself and dude, but people do it. Yeah. Like
1: I had I had friends in Tampa that would show up to a party with a baggie full of peppers like they were drugs and like oh, opening wow. them up and smelling them and like eating. Them. They're like right and... Yeah, ghost peppers, like cra crazier even than ghost pepper. I don't even oh, know wow. what they are. They got dust. They're putting on stuff, but they're crying. And I'm just like, you don't look like you're having a good time.
0: This (laughs) doesn't look fun. I don't see the sense of that.
1: (laughs) No, it doesn't look fun at all. i'm glad to hear that you're a reasonable a reasonable monster you're not like a totally <laughs> off the spicy chain oh monster.
0: yeah no 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 i don't need that <laughs> just like that little spice and get that little taste and yeah like you said the the little runny nose the eyes watering up and you hey, know.
2: <laughs>
1: maybe your face is getting a little red you know <laughs> yeah, but like, that's right. it that's
0: it yeah. <laughs> same with my
1: indian food like What's crazy here, though, in Spain, it's like so. Spain conquered and and colonized a bunch of countries that make spicy food, like like pepper nations, you know, like places where peppers are a big part of the culinary experience. But here, like they consider like black pepper that we grind up and put on our eggs. They consider that spicy here. Oh, wow. If you go to Indian places here, you have to like beg them to make it spicy because they're just so used to people that get upset if it's spicy at all. So, like I had, I, I live like there's 13 Indian restaurants within a kilometer of my house. So yeah. I had to go to, I tried to go to seven of them to find one that I could actually like make Indian food, even to like the level that I like. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I not even, I don't even want
0: that spice. <laughs> Have people send it to you from Chicago. And <laughs> put right. It you know,
1: here. just send me some, that other thing I need to bring back is uh everything bagel seasoning. I can't find it here. That's oh, yeah. like my go-to man. You put that on some avocado and some eggs. <laughs> yeah. Premium. <laughs> certain things when you move abroad you miss like you don't even realize you miss them
0: mm, yeah for sure
1: <laughs> the other one other one is nyquil you can't get nyquil here
0: oh really
1: so when you're sick and you want that like nyquil like like that out just stalk me out and i'll feel yeah. better in the morning so you yeah you can't do it It'll really i had to bring it back
0: yeah huh i wonder why that is huh anyway dude i saw the king
1: of sidetracks on anything i'm just gonna take you on all kinds of tangents i'm sorry if you had prepared questions but you're not getting any of them today
0: oh this is awesome just to talk to you is is awesome because you know going to shows and stuff i would see you you know even uh before you guys set would uh go on and stuff you'd be in the pit and stuff and watching the other bands and stuff like that um i was gonna ask you uh you know, cause I know like sometimes you guys and darkest hour always get like, um, thrown in with like at the gates, like, Oh, they, they must have listed at the gates at the gates. Did you get to see them when they played the the house of blues in Chicago? Uh, uh
1: I did not, but I went last year. They were one of the headliners at damnation festival in, um, in England.
0: Oh, and okay.
1: Me and my partner flew up there because it, it was, they played all of slaughter of the soul front to back.
2: Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And then
1: right after that, Converge played all of Jane Doe front to
2: back. Oh, God. So, I mean,
1: <laughs> when they announced that, I was like, I was I was front row the whole set. So uh-huh. I was fanboy, fanboy to the max. Like, to the point the guitar player made sure I got a guitar pick at the end. You know, like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do love me some At the Gates. Ironically enough, when they put that album out, I had no idea who they were. Like, okay. they had already, by the time I got into them, they were already broken up. You know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, and we had to tour with The Haunted, which was like really cool. Oh um, shit! Yeah, yeah. And we played with The Crown when Lindbergh was singing for The Crown mm-hmm. at the Fireside Bowl with Darkest Hour. Wow! Uh, <laughs> so, and that was—I think we were just getting signed to Victory. The first album wasn't even out yet. And I met him and got to talk to him for a minute. And it's, you know, like they're 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 rock stars to me. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. But they're they're a little bit older than I am, and they're still yeah. up there ripping it, doing uh-huh. the thing. You know, and yeah. They sound good. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. did you go to that set at house of
0: blues uh yeah the house of blue yeah, yeah, yeah i i can't think of who else played that one but uh yeah i got to see because that was yeah just getting into you guys and darkest hour and and getting into that that kind of stuff and like um yeah listening to it at the it, gates and then it, uh
1: it might have been was that the tour with decapitated in harm's way uh, i don't know um Cause I saw them play. It was after they put a new album out and I saw them at the house of blues in Disney and okay. they wouldn't let decapitated play because it was on Disney grounds.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So like, decapitated
1: yeah. didn't play. And I was bummed. Yeah. Decapitated yeah. ripped.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That I'd have to look at my tickets, <laughs> ticket stubs to see, <laughs> to see who I, I played that one. I but... can
1: remember some of those things like that. Yeah. And then some yeah. of them. I can be like, wait what <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: did i see that i don't know maybe i did you know <laughs> i've been to a lot of shows in my life brother
2: yeah uh, tim yeah jo- tim sure.
1: java has a spreadsheet of all the shows he's played with dead to fall there's over a thousand on there oh wow So it's like yeah. when i tell people like we played over a thousand shows like yeah. in a span of six years you know like we were on the road all the time <laughs> yeah. you know we did a lot of shows
0: I just caught you guys at the uh, the bottom lounge with bleeding through. That was awesome show. Oh, yeah. uh, that was. Sick that show, was dude. Uh, I've always wanted to see bleeding through, and every chance I've got to, something happened or I didn't catch them in time, or you know, I think they did uh, maybe Ozfest or some kind of fest. I missed them because another band was playing, and uh, I never caught bleeding through. So this time was like. I'm going to catch them. I'm going to do this. I'm going and and the to <laughs> they played
1: the best album front to back. You know, like oh, yeah. you love this murder is a phenomenal album.
0: Oh,
2: uh, yeah. When they
1: asked us to do those shows, uh, I was like, we have to make, I'm going to move mountains to make yeah. this work. Yeah. You know, like I flew, I flew up from Costa Rica to play and then flew back to Costa Rica. Cause oh, I was like, wow. I, we yeah. are doing this. Like yeah. this is, Uh, it, if the same night was, um, sick of it all uh and somebody yeah. else was at cobra lounge there's yeah. some other stuff going on so i think it could have been more packed
0: yeah uh, yeah it was yeah. still
1: like there were still 500 people there and yeah. the next night we played with them in walls of jericho in uh in detroit and that was oh super yeah. Fun too. Uh-huh.
0: yeah 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 homies was, you know <laughs> yeah yeah i was trying to get to that uh detroit show when they uh after uh trevor had passed from uh black dahlia uh they Price had that peace. yeah for sure uh tried to get him on the podcast. It was like month, m- about a month away before he said yes. And he was going to be on it and everything. And that's like when uh, COVID kind of happened and everything. And I actually yeah. got to see their last, uh, their last tour. Uh, their very first show was in Chicago. So I got to catch them uh, playing that. So yeah, that was, they, they,
1: they were homies, man. They, uh, yeah. they played with us at a like place s-
0: such a great dude too. It was friends with everyone. Like, really was, kn- you know, like, knew everyone too. Like, oh, yeah, I remember you from Chicago. Oh, I remember you from, you know, whatever. And like, oh my God. Knew
1: everyone <laughs> and was like an encyclopedia of metal.
0: Yeah, like he knew uh-huh.
1: everything about
0: every band that no one's ever heard of. You know, oh like, yeah, Carcass—they did this show as such and such. Oh yeah, the this band, and like <laughs> yeah, this
1: random death metal band. You know, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. Severed Entombment or whatever band <laughs> nobody's ever like I've never heard of. Uh, but we played, we played with them, uh, it, Mr. Mugs and Ypsilanti, in like 2000, 2001. and okay. I remember getting their demo. Or their first release that had the rolling stones cover on it like that painted mm-hmm. black uh song yeah. Yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah yeah
1: that was like uh and he gave me a copy of Unhallowed when we played in detroit with caliban or maybe we played with detroit with decapitated it was one of our first tours we came to detroit and he was like hey this record's about to come out i want you to check it out i was like you guys are going to be like this if you keep on this track it's going to be enormous and every record that is a band like similar to converge similar uh to every time i die that just stays consistent with the style that they put out you just get better and better and they're not trying to change too much and they're not trying to reinvent the wheel but it's still different enough from one album to the next but like every record is a banger one after the other and like I'm glad that they figured out a way to, to keep it going, you know? Yeah. And,
0: and, and I think they just announced that they're uh, going to be coming up with a, a new record too. It's in the works that, or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be cool to hear uh, both, uh, you know, something in a, a new kind of way with a new singer and uh, see how they, how they do it. Well, I think,
1: It's the guitar player, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, yeah, yeah. it Brian or uh, Brian? Yeah. I, th- I think that's, yeah. Or
1: is Brian the other guy?
0: <laughs> I don't know. No, that I, think there, and... I think there's
1: a Ryan and maybe there's a Brian.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Remember that the... dude's name from that band again. Yeah. Brain cells.
0: Yeah. Brain cells. I'll fix it in editing. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever,
1: man. Like that's yeah. the real world. Don't edit nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh to catch that, hell yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Well, I w- wanted to play uh two of your songs, um. You know, you want to talk about uh, how you came up with uh, how you say it, Cerro de la Muerte.
1: Cerro de la Muerte. Yeah, it's it's the the mountain of death. It is um, actually a mountain in Costa Rica that if you're leaving San Jose, the capital and you want to go to the beach, you have to cross over the Cerro. Um, And up until the 50s, 60s. It was the mountain of death because when the farmers would come down, if it was raining, like people would die because it was just like there, it wasn't paved and like oh, you know, just a brutal, brutal route. Um, it got better over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the rain in Costa Rica is like serious tropical rain.
2: Oh yeah. Um,
1: but it was an allegory because I was I I wrote the, the sing along at the end that I say call me death, uh, nothing left. At that is like I wrote that almost first.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: then I wrote the chorus which the song is about um, building yourself and building yourself in the image, not necessarily what somebody else wants you to be, but yeah. realizing that like uh, there is this, this mountain that exists within all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the first verse is kind of, you're thinking about the mountain as this thing that's on top of you. And it's yeah. this pressing weight of expectation and this pressing um, energy of like the, the, all the things that have happened to you and all the traumas you've been to, been through and everything that's wrong. Um yeah. And, and it, it can feel just this the weight of existence, right? The existential oh. crisis that we all are dealing with oh, as geez. you get older, you know? And it <laughs> yeah. is just this like, yeah. do I really have to get up and do this again? Yeah. Um, and it can yeah. feel just like it's crushing you and like you can't exist. Right. Uh, so that the song becomes, then the second verse is about finding your way to climb on top of the mountain. So the chorus is, this is my mountain. I built it myself. I'll yeah. stay here forever. I don't need anyone else. So the first verse being like, this is my mountain. I'm gonna stay under it forever. And then by the time you get to the top of it, it's like no, no, no. I made it through it. all this. I claim it. This yeah. is my bullshit. I made it myself. I'm Snank owning it. Flagging
0: it. <laughs> You're flagging it. Stand up
1: on top of a mountain because arms. like so yeah. those, those yeah. are the choices you made. That's the yeah. world you created, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah. To,
1: to own it in that way, and then uh, the mountain being called death at the very end of the song. Um, because that is like the final piece of it is, is that is really what the fear is about is the fear of death and the fear that your mountain, um, your creation of your life wasn't enough, or you didn't live up to your potential. Um, so all those pieces fit in and then, uh, traveling over the Cerro uh, with my girl to go to the beach over and over, actually like the third day we met each other, we're going over it and, um, her friend is driving. And they're not metalheads necessarily. They like metal and they have some metal background. She tells me a story about going to see Sepultura, when she was much younger, like the first time they came to Costa Rica. Um, but like her, I was like, we have to listen to like, we have to listen to, uh, we listen to uh, uh, Rain and Blood. I was like, oh. we have to listen to like metal. Like, if we're coming across this mountain, it's got to be metal. <sighs> so I put Rain and Blood on and her, like, you know, like her friend was like, what is this? I'm like, but it is like it's kind mm. of this brutal thing, like the mountain of death, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, yeah. it just fit the, the story of the song I was writing and the title. Um, and then also like living now in a Spanish speaking country and like I, I'm spending time trying to learn Spanish. And I was like, oh. I think mm. that is like um, just it's not a song in Spanish by any means, but it's also just a little tiny tribute to Costa Rica and a place that I really, really love, um, which I'm applying for jobs there and hoping to end up living there uh at some point soon it's one of my favorite places on earth nice. um well yeah that's the story of that one and it's a banger man it's it's yeah. a dead to fall standard formula we thrash 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 and then we rip your face off with a breakdown at the end That's that's just we've done that a million times tried and true it works you're
0: gonna <laughs> yeah. love it. Hell yeah. if you Oh yeah. Don't
1: love it. It's only 2 minutes and 30 seconds long. You're going to be <laughs> just fine.
0: <laughs> and I love like the uh how you put like the the positive uh lyrics in, in your songs too, you know, like uh um just from other albums and stuff, you know, that that seem to have like the 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 positive side of of, of things too, like uh you know, the whole um what was the album before Phoenix Throne? Um in Virtue yeah yeah that one has yeah. like a lot of positive stuff in it uh for sure and to listen to that is like oh yeah they're just talking some positive shit you know like <laughs> well I, th-
1: I think that comes from growing up uh in the hardcore scene not being a metalhead necessarily uh when yeah. i first got into heavy music it comes from listening to hardcore but oh, then yeah, also the... just like a lot of them are messages to myself yeah. um and it, it's i i write a lot from that that um inner dialogue um, okay just yeah because i do think that like when you're creating music the one thing that you have to do is be genuine and be real because you can't it it just it's so obvious especially if you're the vocalist or the lyric writer if you're trying to copy someone else or you're trying to write from a perspective that's not real and not who you actually are it's just it comes across so blatantly clear that you're it's fake um so I, i write from what is the messaging i'm giving myself and and what are the things i'm trying to tell to myself some of the songs I've written have been messages to friends uh, that I'm trying to like in my mind, like things I'm, I want to say to them uh, as far as w- what I feel like would be a message for what they're dealing with. But yeah. it is like, you know, like that this world sucks, man. And like, sometimes it can be really aggressive, heavy music, but there's the, the message of there. There's some hope within all of us. And there's a lot of strength within each of us. Um, and I need to remind myself uh, that I've got the strength to, to do the things that I know I can do. Um, you know, I consider myself a powerful person. I've done a lot in my life, but uh, the self-talk can be really dark and like really push yourself into this. I am worthless kind of thing,
2: yeah. um, which yeah.
1: one of the other songs, uh, Rotten Decay is mm-hmm. about that feeling of uh-huh. like wanting to, uh, one of the new songs yeah. wanting to, um, disappear. Like, I don't want anyone to talk to me ever again. I don't want to see anyone ever again. I just want the, my memory to just completely decay from everyone's mind. And I, I just don't want to exist, you know, like, uh, that is a place, <laughs> it's dark. And, yeah. but it was, it was really, it was therapeutic for me to write it, but it was mm. also just like, I realized I was in a dark spot. Um, and pretty soon after I wrote that song, I started therapy and like, it really helped me, um, to, to conquer some of that self-talk and really understand, uh,
2: yeah. who
1: I am as a person. And that, the the that i need to verbalize it out loud to hear how dark it is
2: okay um, because
1: yeah. you're right it is dark and like i don't think there is it's not a healthy place to be but it is a real place and it's a right, place i think right. a lot of people feel at some point in your life um i know i've been there a number of times um so i uh i put it out there and it was a little bit scary to put it out there in that way too you know um i'd gone through a divorce right through through covid um uh my My dog, like some, my ex wife moved out, COVID started, my dog died in a period of six weeks. So, like, I went through it. Like, granted, I was in Florida, so not everything was as locked down as it was in the rest of the world, but it was still just like, I grew a lot through that time, but it was also like, just these reliving of the darkness within my own mind, like, was just a path, like, was spiraling, you know, and I was, I was masking a lot of it and pretending like I was fine, um, but wasn't. So, I think it's, that's what I'm saying is is putting out a, a genuine message of like, uh, where you're at and i've found people that can relate to my words uh sometimes people relate to words in a way that's like you got that out of that song like
0: yeah that's yeah. not at
1: all what the song is about <laughs> but like yeah that's, yeah. that's incredible that's the magic of found- music
0: there you know everyone right. has their own spin on it and yeah sometimes it's you what mean, they they need to hear maybe that they kind of put in the song for themselves like oh that sounds about me or that's a- yeah it wasn't really, but if you man. take it that way, you know, whatever's good for you. <laughs> so, you
1: probably know the story Eternal Gates of Hell is about a toll booth lady, right? Um, when, like, it's, a, yeah. it's about Ant- Anton, the Eternal Gates of Hell on the first album and everything I touch, like the the, the, the one we play every show. Uh, Anton pays a toll. This is the l- really long story, but very short. Is Anton paid a toll, asked for a receipt because he wanted to write the toll off on his taxes. Uh, and then the lady looks at him, hands him the receipt, and goes, and then I saw the blood coming. And then, like, he, like, drives off. So the lyrics are, I paid my weight in silver and gold and it in writing. She looked at me with fearful eyes and said, and then I saw the blood coming. The gates of hell looking for me. Uh, You know, so it's like, it's it's like a spoof kind of song about Anton's story that he told us at practice. Okay. But this guy comes up to me and he's like, dude, like, that song, it saved my life, that song, because, like, I've paid my weight in silver and gold. Like, I've done what I need to do to survive in this world.
2: And like the
1: gates gates of hell have already opened for me and it doesn't even matter because I'm going to, I'm going to persevere. And Um. I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) dude, that's
0: amazing. (laughs) Like it's truly amazing. I like your version better.
1: (laughs) I honestly, like, I was like, this is, this is incredible. I don't want to tell you what the song is about. I will, if you want to know, but like, that's that, like that, the, the fact that anything I ever have ever written in a notebook has ever mattered to anyone. Yeah. is it's not lost on me. Like I'm I'm really privileged to be in a place that anybody connects with anything I've ever done artistically. Um and when people like I've met people who have like my words tattooed on them.
2: Like uh-huh. there's the guy who yeah. has
1: the lyrics for words ignored tattooed on his ribs. I was just oh, like wow. <laughs> what? Like you know like but it is um it's a it's a wonderful thing that people can get whatever they get out of the song.
2: Yeah, um I'm
0: so sorry.
1: you know i don't know if you've already played sarah though i where they if you're gonna play it oh <laughs> uh, it's come up, coming but... up
0: right now so <laughs> all right all right cool we have uh, the background but... story to it and everything so <laughs> right right yeah yeah <laughs> I, I named
1: a couple other songs i know i didn't give you the great spot to press play so it's right uh, here are you ready
0: here. play <laughs> Okay, we're back. Uh, you just <laughs> you just got to hear uh, Dead to Falls, one of their new songs. They got uh, three three uh, newer tracks that you can go to uh, iTunes and everywhere to download it. Uh, that's where it I is. went to go. Um, and uh, yeah, they're all bangers for sure. <laughs> I could just listen to them all day and all day. And you know, now I'm uh, ready for more. Now,
1: <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, man. You know, it, it's nice that I I do feel like a lot of bands feel like their, their new material is the best material they've ever done. But I feel like these yeah. three songs yeah. are like, are some of the the better songs we've ever done. Like it just feels, yeah. it feels good. It feels like yeah. a good hybrid of a band between, um, like we're between Villainy and Virtue and Phoenix Throne. It's like where yeah. we've landed as what we sound like now. Okay, you know, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the drums from Phoenix Throne. And then uh-huh. Anton is the, one of the songwriters from Villainy and Virtue and Everything I Touch. And Justin's yeah. from there and Brian's from Everything I Touch. So we're kind of like finding what, would have could have been the next album after <laughs> Villainy and Virtue of Anton had stayed in the band,
0: okay? All right, yeah. yeah. Well, well, what else was gonna bring up? Uh, Chicago food, <laughs> do you have any uh favorites when when you come back to Chicago to do like the shows and stuff? I don't know if you, uh... I mean,
1: Chicago food is unbelievably unhealthy, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything that is Chicago oh, yeah. <laughs> is bad for you, yeah, uh,
2: of course, you know, like
1: but. I, like I said, it's, I've, I've been gone from the city for a long time. So like my shout out, big Dave, again, if he recommends Mm -hmm. a place, I go with him somewhere. Um, Sultan's market is my favorite falafel spot. Uh, You know, they, the, the second location kind of messed up the falafel last time I went there. So I won't go back there. They (laughs) they construct a really beautiful falafel sandwich, but the OG falafel place is Pita Inn. Falafel is my favorite food in the world. Pita Inn in in Skokie is, is like, that's yeah. the spot for me uh,
0: for falafel. But yeah. it is
1: uh, Kuma's. You can't go wrong yeah. with a Kuma's burger if you want to get nice and really unhealthy.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Burgers and pizza and hot dogs and sausage. That's it. That's it. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: no,
1: nothing good for that's,
2: you. And I, that's I try Chicago to right well. there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I try to eat well, so I try to avoid most of those foods. But if I'm in yeah. Chicago, I feel like I've got to get a Chicago style dog at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you yeah. know, but I, I wish I could tell you I've got a spot to go get one. That's my go to Chicago style dog. Yeah, but it, yeah. it, is, it does feel like yeah. i got to ask my friends who are living there to tell me where to go.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. Because things yeah change up so uh, often now and, and such. Yeah. And, and Chicago is such a
1: food city. There, uh, there's so yeah. many places to go get good food. It oh, just, yeah, it's it's there is like people love to eat in chicago it's a great <laughs> city to get some food for sure
0: yeah yep that's to drown our sours from the chicago bears <laughs> dude like i it's
1: it's such a thing here to try to watch a game because the if the game is at one it's on it's at, at um at if it's on for noon at noon for you guys it's on at yeah. 7 p.m for us
0: oh so, okay like, yeah when we
1: play monday night football it's on yeah. at 30 in the morning here, so like I can't uh, see it. Yeah, yeah, but I I try to yeah. watch like when I can. But God, they're so uh, there's bad.
0: there's not much of a reason to watch it this year. Uh- <laughs> uh, it's, they're so. In bad,
2: case you haven't heard, a game.
1: <laughs> at least I know I I watch the highlights in the on Monday before work sometimes. Oh, but yeah. It's like yeah, I've watched a couple games this year and mm. it always feels like it's like there's the i got the energy like hey we yeah. got it. a couple plays yeah. we're gonna do all right and then we yeah. just mess it all up at the end they're
0: like you know what that, that's that's everybody football. everybody every year every game <laughs> everybody that's just if, how it's if, gonna be if they just uh you know match the the crowd and their you know their excitement for it and they're you know like we're gonna do it this year they really got you know the feelings behind the the team and yeah. I mean,
1: there was that, that Nagy when he was coaching that one year when they did club dub and they were just like blocking oh, yeah. it. And we had yeah. that one really winning season. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the record, the last whatever, 10, 15 years, it was like the, the best season we had. But yeah. that, and then that dynamic yeah. fell apart. But it really that felt like the most like we had a culture.
0: Right, right, Of, right. of
1: like winning and yeah. like winning being important. because And they yeah. were having fun on the field, doing trick plays, doing, oh, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. that was fun to watch but it's it's pretty miserable to watch now
0: man <laughs> yeah i don't know what it's gonna take you know and then they talk about like moving the field and stuff and i don't know if they're gonna keep doing that or or you know if it's gonna be out in arlington or or what um,
2: i don't know
1: if they're just trying to get more money
0: yeah how yeah. they make
1: or if, out of the city what they're trying to do but you know whatever uh, <laughs> yeah. there's gonna be dramatics uh sports are important and sports are fun to help you drown out the the nonsense of life but like at the same time they can't run my life man like (laughs) right right i've I've gone through phases of my life where fantasy football was all that mattered and all i talked about all day long and i'm just like i'm glad (laughs) to be kind of out of that world just because there's so much else that i'm I'm trying to focus my life on
0: you know Uh, oh yeah for sure yeah do you uh get into uh many like uh local music and uh i don't know uh you, you know wh- wh- where you're living out now is is there like a big uh, music scene out there or
1: um there is uh spain is kind of a weird spot because there's a big mountain range between france and spain okay. um, the pyrenees mountains and so uh-huh. a lot of tours don't come down to spain because it's similar to the way the way florida kind of works that like you have to go down and then come back out
2: yeah. so like yeah to
1: get to spain um yeah. a lot of tours will skip it I did just yeah. get to see the first Die Artist Murder Tour since they kicked CJ out. I went to that two mm. nights ago, with, okay. and, and it was like deathcore to the max, man. It was yeah. uh, Fitburn Autopsy, Whitechapel, and and Die Artist mm. Murder, and oh, it was yeah. almost too much deathcore for me. But like it was, <laughs> it was, it was that was a cool show. Yeah. Um, there's a band here that's an instrumental kind of prog band that um, I'm friends with the drummer called Deriva, mm. D-R-I-V-A, um, yeah. and I go see them anytime that I can. Like they're really, really great. Uh, I haven't picked up on much of a hardcore scene here. I know it exists somewhere, but you know, it does um, being a school teacher when you got to leave for work at seven o'clock in the morning, every day, uh, (laughs) it does restrict how much you go out late at night. My buddies invited me. I think the reason we moved this interview to a Saturday from a Sunday, my buddies invited me to go see a uh, a stoner doom show. And there's a band called Hiawaska playing and they paint themselves like they're playing in a Hiawaska ceremony. So I, 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 I'm wow. stoked to see that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sing, I hope I say their name right but Singwizabog or Singwezogobag uh yeah. the yeah. unpronounceable unintelligible logo band are coming with suffocation in January. Uh <laughs> love at squella grind uh they're yeah. coming pretty soon with unearth and um and uh, oh, napalm death. So I'm going to oh, go check yeah. that out. That's going to be cool. Nice. Uh, but as far as like local stuff, like Riva is the only band I've, I've met and hung out with uh, that I try to check out every time they play. I think yeah. they're recording. So they haven't played much lately. So shout out Riva. They're oh. on Spotify and all that. If you guys like. Uh... Here's a weird thing, though. I keep okay. going to shows and there's no singers in any of these bands. It's just oh, like yeah. instrumental bands. And I'm like, oh. what what scene have I tapped into? Like, Where <laughs> are the bands with the singers?
0: Yeah. 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 I, I, I've tried to get into bands like that and somehow without the vocals it's i don't know it's it's, you
1: need you need to have a well-written uh song to keep you entertained you know yeah but uh you got got the
0: music to it you might as well put like the vocals of a a, you know a story to it you know to go with it that's what
1: i really like about the Rivas. i can watch them for an hour and they they have like one of the guitar players plays sometimes with like a spanish style flamenco style guitar stuff yeah the other guitar player plays more like chords and, okay. and like in different style of songwriting so like they yeah. take you on a journey with the music and it is like it's quite fun to, to watch and listen to they're actually entertaining yeah. um
0: I but think, uh, uh that band august what is it august burn august red august something august burns red yeah i think they added a little flamingo uh style into uh, one of their songs or or something their newer stuff
1: <laughs> I, that is a band i i haven't listened to the last like two or three albums they've put out uh yeah. met the guys a couple times were very very nice uh when we were touring and they were they were starting out but they have blown up
0: they're yeah they're huge yeah, yeah. them in parkway
1: yeah. drive like I oh how, like, yeah oh coming wow up, man well wow. <laughs> yeah. the Stadium other one shows now <laughs> yeah the other one they they were like fans of dead to <laughs> fall and they asked us to tour with them in england and we couldn't do it because we were recording are you serious Just bring me the horizon like, oh
0: yeah, yeah. dude yeah. like
1: i i kick myself all the time for not doing that tour that would have <laughs> been sick
0: and they they did a whole 360 with their style. You know, when they first came out, it was, you know, talking, you know, you heard like they were this uh, Christian type band and stuff, but they were talking about more, more stuff like dead to fall than, <laughs> than, than yeah. any, any kind of God or any kind of, you know, uh, they weren't Norma Jean or, or, uh, <laughs> anything nope, like that, but, uh, uh,
1: August Burns Red. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 But now, uh, yeah yeah good stuff it's
1: i mean it's nice to see bands that started out doing heavy stuff and touring in the in the times that we were touring uh blow up to a stadium level yeah like i was thinking like there's just this like thing now that's happening where heavy music is big
0: yeah like there are
1: giant metal shows like uh what is what is the metal band from japan with the like the three girl singers baby metal
0: oh yeah baby metal yeah yeah.
1: you know they're not like metal like brutal metal but they're metal. right yeah, uh, and they're they're getting like really big festival appearances and, yeah. like the Dude. metal scene in europe is huge
0: oh yeah it's, yeah you know mm-hmm. i,
1: I want to make it to uh to wachen the like metal camping fest there's like a hundred thousand people that go to this like brutal metal fest in germany okay. yeah but most yeah. summers i don't want to be here so i'm, I'm going <laughs> i'm going back to the, to the americas uh, over <laughs> summer
0: they have like a thrash fest uh thrash music festival out here. I think it's called Air Air Assault or or Air something uh Yeah, Air Assault. Yeah. 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 Is yeah, that but,
1: happening anymore? It happen uh, after yeah, COVID? it
0: just it just happened uh last year and I think the, the previous year before that. Um I always want to go but uh yeah, it's like in the summer and it's, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. There's a
1: lot of things to spend money on brother. Yeah. Especially in the summer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We only get uh, a a few good months in Illinois. So, uh, (laughs) right. You know,
1: and if you want to take an outdoor trip with the family or something, you know, like you gotta, you gotta spend money on that too.
0: Yeah, for sure. I believe it. I'm admiring
1: your skateboard collection behind you right now. Oh yeah. (laughs) You
0: got some some cool ones up there. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them are reproductions and stuff. I don't have the originals, but, uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's some originals out there still, though. Too love still trying to do that. Still trying to hold on to my youth.
1: (laughs) Man, collecting is a great way to do that. But I've tried to let go of. I still buy synthesizers, and I still buy like toys, like instruments, but. Yeah, and records never going to stop buying records yeah i was going to ask most... you
0: are are you like a, a record uh, person or a, a cd you know someone that has a huge cd collection or you know or all both right. shout or... out
1: shout out my best friend sticks he lives yeah. in bloomington he uh, still lets me keep all my stuff at his house oh, uh, yeah. all my 700 cd collection is still <laughs> at his house
2: uh i brought That's my records friend. here
1: yeah yeah because uh, you know he's got a bloomington house he's got like storage spaces it's all over the place oh shit tucked dude. away in one of those right now but yeah no he's <laughs> like he's a whole he was in the ben devil's pie uh okay. back in the day oh but he's I, like i
0: love that band oh yeah, i love that, 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 yeah, that yeah, southern, i think player. i think uh i caught them at the arlington uh um house. oh yeah i'm sure you did oh yeah
1: yeah yeah he yeah. uh but he's he, he like he sells insurance down in bloomington now and he's got like his kids call me uncle bus. There's a long uh, story behind it, but it's <laughs> like, uh, they're like, they're like a second family to me, man. So like when I get back into the States, I was trying to go see them. but yeah. shout out. He's still got my CD collection.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that didn't they, uh, open for you guys, uh, maybe at, uh, um, couple times Metro or, or something. I think maybe they played,
1: they, their last show was our, that the last show we did in 0- 08 That was like our nine. That was the last show we did until like 2015. Yeah. Um, So it was like the band basically was bankrupt at that point and I owed the band credit card like $14,000 and so like we did mm-hmm. that show to like help pay that debt basically
0: okay. um and that yeah. was our
1: last show it was Carnavali's last show it was devil's pies last show oh, yeah i and caught it, that it one. was yeah and that was Bale yeah. of maya played that and that yeah. was like yep. the passing of the torch i felt like of us to like Bale of Maya. i like all right now you guys are the chicago homies like ride it out now you know pass
0: <laughs> that debt <dead> onto. it
1: <laughs> no nah, man i hope if they if they have debt <laughs> they're doing something wrong because they're huge they're doing really great i hope they're yeah. making money yeah, i really yeah. hope they're making money
0: yeah 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 it's pretty uh amazing what that guy does uh with the guitar with the um uh, mark uh, yeah the, yeah the the samples and stuff that he just comes up with and then he plays along with it and plays over it and stuff like oh wow <laughs> Dude, he's a he's a maniac
1: and and sam is uh i, I went to see them here when they came through with uh, avatar but yeah. but Sam has always been the sweetest and like just the most genuine dude. Uh, the drummer. He and he's yeah. there. He's he's a, a good friend, you know. So like, I'm I'm glad to see those guys doing well and, and still sticking yeah. it out. For
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm just looking at the time here. I kind of held held you up a little bit longer than uh, I thought, but uh, <laughs> this was well, such I, an yeah. awesome uh, experience just to talk to you. I mean, you know, I like I said, I've been a fan since the 2000s and uh, followed you and probably caught every, every kind of show that I could in, uh, uh, you know, Illinois that you've played, you know, Reggie's bottom, uh, bottom lounge, uh, uh nights of Columbus, uh, dude. Yeah. Metro. And, uh,
1: <laughs> so there was a dude who worked at victory. Whose name was Jason Randolph. Uh huh. No, Jason, your name is Randolph, right?
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. His name
1: is Jason Rudolph. Okay. and, <laughs> somehow on your Instagram I don't know if you wanted me to show you put your name on your podcast I don't know if I could just yeah, yeah, you or not if I just said it or not but <laughs> like when your Instagram popped up I thought you were him for a second because you guys uh, both have a similar like beard at oh, okay. the same time and like yeah. every now and then you pop up on an Instagram and I'm like, <laughs> is that no no that's the other dude <laughs> and like I got, got you straight. But like I'm glad to hang out with you, man.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I
1: think you said you want you wanted to listen to one more old one, right? Before we like, uh, you yeah, ended on
0: ended on heroes because you know you guys are one of my musical heroes. Yeah, uh, and being from Illinois too, it's like uh, to have to have that connection is like hell yeah. We got. We got dead to fall in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, dude, and uh,
1: all your heroes have failed you. Like that, that's just the story. Well, you
0: guys haven't failed me, so. <laughs> uh,
1: you know that that was like um that was the yeah. song I wrote. Like Phoenix Throne was an interesting place for me. Uh, that's when I gave up being straight edge. That's when okay. I like kind of like uh um, my took a little bit of a darker turn in a headspace. You could see my songwriting from villainy and the lyric writing into Phoenix Throne. It's also the first album where I swore on a record.
2: Oh uh, really? With oh. the choice
1: I made at that point, I didn't swear on the first two records. Yeah. The second, the third, and fourth one I did, and I think I've made the choice to try to avoid doing it now because yeah. I want to see if there's a way I can express myself without just. There's just so many bands that just go oh yeah.
2: fuck, and it's yeah.
1: just, you can get that really aggressive energy across so easily by saying it. Yeah. But it's like, can yeah. I? Can I challenge myself to try to not?
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Uh, it, it is also being a school teacher now.
0: Yeah. Probably
1: yeah. better for me not to. Um but that's <laughs> Mr. Song,
2: Hunt. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't talk about that default to, to my my kids at school ever. Like they don't know. <laughs> yeah, even I was gonna ask you exist. if
0: they even realized nope. like who you are. <laughs> a, a few
1: people I work with do, but like no, but yeah. that, yeah. no, I don't No, nobody knows about it. We don't talk about it. Like not like Jack Black
0: School of Rock.
1: (laughs) I I do have a rock band uh, that I I teach the kids how to play guitar, and like I've done rock bands before in the past, and I've done similar to what he did in the movie, but not uh, with me playing. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. More like me teaching the kids how to be in a rock band and have fun, just being jamming on instruments, you know. But uh, Heroes was this, like, you know, like um, I don't. It wasn't a specific person. It wasn't any, like, specific moment, but it was just this realization of just, like, uh, again, to, like, you're the only one who can control your destiny, but, like, not every one of these people has let me down. Every one of these people I've admired at some point has become a human and has become just the same as me. So, Um. like, don't have heroes. Like, okay, yeah. like you said, like, you know, like people considering us heroes, like that, like makes people like, ah, please don't, you know, like we, we <laughs> yeah. all have our faults. Like the only have friends,
0: not heroes. <laughs> Hi,
1: you know, like yeah. I'd rather much rather be friends and like, be, uh, be vulnerable and show you my faults.
2: Um, yeah, but there yeah. is
1: like, there's some anger in that song,
2: uh, yeah.
1: about that. You know, at that point in my life, I was kind of feeling some resentment to yeah. that feeling of like being let down by the people in my life I'd looked up to. Um, yeah. Whether I looked up, like, they let me down by doing something in the negative or they let me down by, like, me realizing that their belief structures were were flawed uh, yeah. in a way that I, I had grown out of them, um, yeah. Yeah. for one. But here's a little tidbit about the very beginning of that song. Like, the first words are up and out, right?
2: <laughs> because yeah.
1: I, I was sitting there and I was like, I need three syllables to yeah. start this song.
2: Yeah. And
1: I had just seen... The new at that point was the new Willy Wonka reboot, and he's in the elevator, and he says, uh, "They're like the elevator going up." He goes up and out,
2: takes the elevator
1: out, and so then I use that as a placeholder, like to put those three syllables in, and then I was like, "Whatever, that's going to be in the song." (laughs) I never told anybody that until like a couple years later that that was from Willy Wonka, but like I mentioned it to a few people before, but it is like uh, you hear are hearing it here. (laughs) <laughs> i stole that from willy wonka oh uh, there you go <laughs> and there's there's yeah. all kinds of little things that end up in lyrics that you don't even necessarily realize like you borrowed it from someone else or you heard yeah. it in this movie
0: yeah you yeah. know but
1: that yeah. uh that song uh we're hoping to start playing it again live too because that is like on spotify
0: Excuse mm-hmm. me,
1: on spotify that's our most popular song it has the most streams
0: so oh, uh, nice. we'd like
1: to start playing it again and it's a banger got a good yeah. breakdown oh in it. yeah
0: for sure <laughs> hell <Wow>. yeah <laughs> there's a lot
1: of words in that one though man i did myself no favors <laughs> writing that song it's really difficult like to, to keep yeah. my breath going
0: but uh, it's a good yeah,
1: opener when... it'd be cool to see if we could open a set with it again
0: <laughs> yeah when you take like a, a time off and stuff do you have to go back and uh be like, oh man, I forgot the words to this one, and I have to go back to my notebook. And...
1: <laughs> Dude, I have to, I have to Google the lyrics sometimes, like, just to just relearn them and like make sure I've got them right. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is you know not the notebook doesn't exist anymore. That's a okay. notebook from like Digital. twenty years ago. Like it's, <laughs> I got to look up what I wrote in the lyric booklet that got put up on some website somewhere. You know, because I don't even have the CD. So
2: like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Uh, there's moments that sometimes you're singing, your brain spaces out, and like you hope that there's someone in the front row singing along, and you can just
0: put the mic down to help <laughs> you with. It's like memory, ah, that's what is that is trick is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I let
1: myself out. you pretty close
0: Cats out of the but, bag in this one. <laughs> cats
1: out the bag, but there is a uh, the new songs I, I have to really try to to work on to have those because I haven't played those a thousand times. Yeah, um, I yeah. don't I don't mess up, bastard. You know, like the ones I've played every show ever. Like that one's just gonna happen. That's yeah, second like yeah. muscle memory. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The the cardio aspect of it being in my forties and playing. Mm. Uh, you know, I try to. Uh, I am. I do practice yoga three four times a week, but that's yeah. not necessarily a cardiovascular thing. So I yeah. do try to run when a show's coming up a couple months ahead of time, build in a little bit of a running regime regime just to get myself used to having an elevated heartbeat for 45 minutes, you know, yeah. like, yeah, because I want to be able to whip my hair around. I don't want to be up there <laughs> panting and like out of breath, you know, like that's embarrassing. So,
0: yeah. Well, that last show you had the, that little kid up there uh, <laughs> with you. So.
1: Yeah, shout, shout out Gabe, uh, yeah. kid, kids in the pit, uh, podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mom, I-
1: yeah, his mom is Brooke, uh, who ran Stick It To Me Buttons, and she still does uh, Stick okay. It To Me. But she does merch for Walls of Jericho, Sick of It All, Unearthed. Um oh, okay. She tour managed us for years. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome human being. Yeah. She's still straight edge, which is phenomenal. I don't know yeah. how she still is, and <laughs> how anybody has managed to make it this far, but she's one of those like straight edge for life, her yeah. and her husband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she's, yeah. she was doing merch for us on those shows, so Gabe came up and did some guest spots. Oh, um, yeah, nice. I don't yeah, know if you saw uh, his... I, I started follow, I started
0: following his uh instagram and stuff be, yeah, uh, he will be uh he comes out instagram. on the stage every with every, sick of all every uh,
1: single set he was yeah. on stage singing some song for somebody man like
2: <laughs> yeah that's cool though. he's
1: 11 or 12 and like yeah. just
2: yeah. doing
1: doing the yeah. thing man good yeah. on him
0: and even plays music uh, plays guitar plays uh, drum, yeah. uh drums or something too yeah, yeah he
1: does he uh, yeah. records whole covers of hardcore songs like you know yeah, like that's that. cool. what a, because whatever I think, I guess there was like a national national straight edge day the other day, and he did a oh, judge yeah? cover on his Instagram. Oh, I don't, I don't know now. why it's straight edge day, but something to yeah. do with the day yeah. probably.
0: Yeah, someone comes up with a a national day of something uh, for something now. That's <laughs> Pizza it. day, it's hot right. dog day, uh, this day, that day. <laughs>
1: I, I okay. mean, national falafel day. Yeah. And I need I need National John Hunt Day, which is August first.
0: Oh. That's <laughs> nice. my birthday. If you
1: see me on my birthday,
0: that's yep. my day. <laughs> John's day. That's it. That's it. Well, sweet I, man, I, I uh, uh, appreciate national holiday.
1: So you you want to rip you uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to hang out, man. Oh, nice yeah, I
0: appreciate you doing, you know, trying to get the our uh, our past across with this and uh, make out the 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 time and stuff for both of us to do it. So
1: but yeah thanks for rescheduling and, and to make it happen oh no uh, problem at all uh,
0: this is uh this was let me
1: know when it uh when you're going to post it up and everything and i'll make sure it goes out on all our socials as well so oh, it's, for it's sure. nice yeah. to get get some words out man so thanks
0: it'll be uh it'll go up right after uh the month of october so yeah okay cool i'll cool. definitely uh hit you up before that and uh let you know for sure
2: all right. So, yeah, gonna, we'll, you're, we'll you're end gonna it here. This
1: We're going to end it with some heroes. <laughs>
0: play it. Track play one. It? Track one from the Phoenix Throne album. Uh, everyone can go check out that. Check out That's just right. everything from Death, Dead to Fall. Um, from all the my very- heroes
1: have failed me, and all your heroes will fail you.
0: <laughs> Crank it now. <laughs>
2: I'm the year. Production. I got
1: my chair. You got your skateboards. We're all set, buddy.
0: Go Bears!
1: That's, well, yeah, that's something, right? <laughs> Not
0: Look, this year, is, but maybe next year. Is. Already?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We already sound like the Cubs fans of old. Uh, maybe mm. next year.
0: Oh yeah, you're a Chicago guy. You know,
1: <laughs> it's it's a long, miserable road, brother. But you know
0: we had the, five, the one uh, Chicago
1: winter you know
0: oh yeah yeah we had the the 85 bears but then we had the uh the bulls the blackhawks and the cubs and then uh well, well we had the Sox in there uh, as well I was gonna
1: say the Sox want a series man yeah they yeah, did it yeah, before yeah. the cubs did you know
0: yeah yeah they did yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks so much for doing this man
1: absolutely brother <laughs>
0: I've been uh going to Dead to Fall shows probably since uh, the beginning. Uh I actually uh seen a show you guys did in uh I don't even know if it was a music venue. Like it was like in the in the bottom the the bottom uh floor of like just like maybe an abandoned building. That looked like it was an office building or a how apartment, huge apartments or something. Was uh, it in?
1: Was it in Irving uh, Park in the city?
0: It could have been. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It it could, could have it, been.
1: Was it Was it a big? Hang on. So it was in the basement, though, not when we played upstairs. Because there, there we did some shows in like 2004. Okay. Me, and my friend Brandon, did a series of shows at a place we just called it the venue um, okay. because it well, was.
0: This one had like a bunch of bands play. Like, I don't know if it was a festival or, uh, or, or what? It sounds like it was
1: that it was, uh, I mean, it was, uh, uh, Walter Jericho came over good, clean fun played.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Embrace
1: today played. That it was like, was, uh, that was Undid like chopped,
0: chopped short hair, John era. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's the right era Cause that was <laughs> the first show we did with the villainy and virtue lineup. That was after everybody from everything I touched that had left, had left and Matt had joined Anton had come back and me, Justin and uh, this kid, Evan was playing drums for us at the time.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. But
1: that was like, I think that was January, 2005. It was like, four degrees outside
2: Oh wow.
1: it was before we even like understood how to do pre-sale and all these people uh, came from out of town and it was yeah. sold out by like three o'clock in the afternoon oh, uh, yeah. it was, like, a really really wild thing like it was a big fest and like we happened to just at one point we were talking to sage francis to come out and play oh it. shit we were, yeah we we're having all kinds of conversations with people oh about, like wow. having uh to play that festival and it was yeah. kind of cool
0: yeah that was, that a was like thing that was before like cell phone cameras or anything like that. Like yep. I, cause yep. I remember I have pictures of it, but I had a straight, a straight, uh, you know, click and shoot camera. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The old, like maybe, uh, some people even had the, uh, the disposable cameras that people yeah. would rock out, you
0: know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Old, old times, man. I mean, like if you think about it? That was like almost 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's No, it was
1: two thousand and it was two thousand and three. Okay. It was. Maybe. I'm trying (laughs) to think because Villainy came out in two thousand four. Okay so that would have been January of two thousand three or two thousand four. But I remember it being January if it's that specific show, if it was a bunch of bands. But yeah, that's cool,
0: man. You've been around for a while. Yeah, it was early. I uh yeah. All the uh well we'll talk about it, but